Welcome. You're listening to the Think Like an Entrepreneur podcast because it turns out there's no such thing as a struggling entrepreneur. There are only business owners still operating from an employee mindset. I'm your host, business coach Katherine Morrison. Now let's dig in. Hello, party people. How is it going? We got home last night from two days of back to back driving. We went to Sedona, which is a 16-hour drive from Austin, and we had the best time. I've wanted to visit there for a couple years now, and it's about as magical as I thought it was going to be. We rented this epic million-dollar home with such a stunning back deck. It was like 1,800 square feet of bliss, just like a, a panoramic view. If you've ever been to Sedona, they've sh- it's like these beautiful red rocks. Um, and I got to do some really amazing hikes, which I love. And the kids got to take a private helicopter ride that they loved. So it was definitely a spot of magic and a year that has been just a series of so many other things being canceled. Um, we had wanted to, you know, visit family this year. My kids just miss their grandparents so much. And 2020 is 2020. So we, we did what we could with what we had. So come to think of it, I'm going to create an Instagram highlight of the trip. So you can go check it out if you haven't yet. Um, I highly recommend going there for a visit. The, the food was so good. The hiking was amazing. And the woo in Sedona is on point. And the way I planned for that trip, the way my brain processed the decisions made me realize it's a distinct mindset difference between employees and entrepreneurs and was worth covering in more detail today. It's really a deeper dive and exploration into what I introduced last week, which is the concept of top line versus bottom line thinking. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you should totally go check it out. But just as a brief reminder, we're taught bottom line thinking as employees. So the way you're taught to budget and financially plan is that you have a set salary and then you scrimp and save to make things work within that, right? Like imagine when you went to see career counselors, they'd tell you jobs you could maybe get with what you wanted to study, and then you'd be told about how much you could expect to make. And then your job was to make everything that you wanted fit within that amount of money. Or actually, no, it's not to to get everything you want. It's like you should uh, compromise on what it is that you want and not say yes to all the things that you desire. Because apparently, if your salary doesn't match it, the answer is don't have it. It's the deal you make, right, when you decide to be an employee. And so, so many business owners go into entrepreneurship with this employee thinking, but there are literally no income ceilings in entrepreneurship. Your mindset is responsible for every single dollar you are making or every single dollar you are not making in your business. So I want to crack your brain open today with the shift, which is moving to top line thinking. Entrepreneurs create value and that value is exchanged in the marketplace with money. So one really good question you want to start asking yourself is, what is my top line? What is my North Star? What is my vision? Like literally five years into the future, what does it look like? Are you in a different home? Do you live in a different place? Do you own a second home? Are you dropping your kids off at college that you paid for out of your business? What are all the bits and pieces, the nooks and crannies of the life you want to create for yourself and your family? And also, what do you want to create for society? 
within your industry? What does your business look like? Have you scaled into passive income products and courses? Have you hired a team? What is the impact you are making? Are you speaking on stages, writing best-selling books, both? Go five years out and get super specific. Vision board that shit. (laughs) But now, come back to the present. That life, that vision, all of it, that is your financial plan as an entrepreneur. That is top line thinking. Not skipping guacamole at Chipotle and lattes at Starbucks. And once you have that five-year vision, you want to come back to the present and get super fucking serious with yourself because there's a whole lot of gaps between where you are now and that five-year vision. And that is not a problem. But what creates a problem is when you have not fully trained your internal management team, which if you're like, what is she talking about? Go back and listen to episode three, training your internal management team. But this is where the disconnect comes in because everybody can go and be like, "Wee, vision boarding and compile a bunch of Pinterest images. But it's a much smaller proportion of people who create those visions. That vision is the work of the CEO. And where most people fall into the cracks is when it comes to implementing that vision, where you've got to have an inner employee who believes it's possible and an internal manager that is both demanding and supportive of keeping the employee on track and creating it. So it depends on what the particular structure of your internal management team is, but I see people fall into a few different camps. If you've got a weak connection to your inner CEO and an asshole manager, then you think vision boards are stupid and a waste of time and it's better to be realistic. And realistic often means something that your brain already has data for, which is not what you want, right? So resentment is a super common feeling among people with this internal management structure. Because at their core, they're still aligned to the, like knowing that something else is possible, but to feel better, their brain tends to want to blame its inability to have it on their parents, on the fact that they didn't go to the right school or the algorithm or the pandemic, rather than taking responsibility for creating it and having to face the internal manager who's going to be mean to them while they're doing it, right? So it's a lot easier to blame things outside of yourself when you have an internal manager who, if you decide to take responsibility for it, is going to then be that mean to you, (laughs) And then there's the people who feel deeply connected to their inner CEO. They have a really big vision and probably like 8 million Pinterest boards of it. But then they have a very weak employee and manager combo. Because rather than use the vision as a calling to raise themselves to a higher standard, they use it as an opportunity to tell themselves it isn't possible for them. So sometimes they'll get off the couch for a short period, but they haven't cultivated their desire and belief to be stronger than their internal manager that tells them that it's really hard and that they deserve a break and that trying another time is probably better. So the action taken is very flighty and inconsistent. And with that will come very flighty and inconsistent business results, right? So the work here of being one of the people who actually creates their vision board is training that internal manager to be super crazy demanding of you, but also super freaking supportive. Like really imagine the best manager you have ever had. They did not shame you or judge you, 
but they also didn't let you sit around watching Netflix all day when you had a project due. In entrepreneurship, you've got to be able to do that for yourself. And so then coming back to the vision with a totally aligned internal CEO, manager, and employee, you start getting to work. And every time your brain tells you that some piece of the vision isn't possible or that you can't do it, you recognize that this is just a thought from an internal manager that has not been fully retrained yet. They have forgotten who they are working for. Your internal manager should work for and report to your inner CEO. It literally makes zero sense for your internal manager to still be operating according to your nine to five belief structure. But if you have not done the mindset work of fundamentally retraining this, it's not going to naturally happen on its own. That is not how neural pathways work, my friends. So once you have your vision, you come back to the present moment and you make decisions on how much money you want to start making right now in order to make that five-year vision inevitable. And then you list out all of the garbage that your current brain offers you about why it won't work or it's not possible. And then you bring that list of things to work on with your coach. And if you don't have a coach, you should for sure come hire me. Otherwise, you're going to have to start dismantling this stuff on your own. And chances are you're going to believe them to be factually true and not just thoughts in your brain. So many employees start businesses and then they just run the same thinking they had as employees, which is why so many people end up capping out in their business at their old nine to five salary and not skyrocketing past it. So whether it's beliefs around how much it's possible for you to earn or the long list of reasons why you're the special snowflake that can't do it, even though you see ample evidence of other people all around you who are literally doing it, you gotta start compiling a list of the crazy shit your internal manager is telling you. Because all of the things that your brain says is impossible or too hard or whatever is just showing you where your internal manager is working for somebody else, likely your old nine to five belief structure or what your family told you, instead of your inner CEO. You cannot be an entrepreneur, uh, an effective entrepreneur, right? With this internal management structure. Another good thing to watch for here is triggers. And if you remember from a couple episodes ago, triggers are actually a magical gift. They show you the things that challenge your brain's current belief structures. So let me give you a couple quick examples here that I had to work through as I've been retraining my internal manager. First, um, when I first joined my mastermind, there was a coach in it who was at multiple six figures and she didn't have a fancy degree and she lived in the Midwest. And when I heard her talk about the million dollar business she would have in a couple years, it made my brain want to explode. Because at the time, I had just left my six-figure job as an employee and I was starting a business and it seemed so hard and so impossible. And when I looked at it, I realized that it was triggering my employee training because I had been taught that to make a lot of money, you had to have a certain level of education, preferably from a fancy university. And then to do well, you had to live in a major city like New York City or Los Angeles or San Francisco or at least Austin. Come on. Seriously, guys, I had so much drama. I used to live in San Francisco. And when we moved to Austin, I remember feeling 
like shame because I was like, oh, well, you know, the the people who like really make it like they live in the big cities, which is just so funny now. I'm like, oh, that is just like an optional belief structure that just aligns with when you are an employee. You can't just work from anywhere. Well, I guess the pandemic's kind of changed that a little bit, right? But so many employees, you see people go through the university system. And then if you want to be at the top of whatever your industry is, it requires that you end up moving to a certain area. So for instance, like when I was an employee, I worked in tech. And so my brain had a belief that like the best tech employees worked in San Francisco, which is like, it's not true. It's so interesting. My husband now runs a software team and like it, there's a, he has a manager on his team who's I think from Wisconsin. And the joke is like this guy just worked at a company in Wisconsin that had like some of the best engineers and they're just like pulling all of them, all of these guys who are like amazing engineers from Wisconsin down to work in Austin. And now they've gone fully remote, but it's just this thing. Our brain ties together from the nine to five is like beliefs from your industry, from whatever it thinks is the case about what it means to be successful, which, you know, I had a whole episode on that a couple days ago. Right. And so when I softened into the trigger that my mastermind sister brought up for me, showing me my beliefs about where I thought people had to live to be successful and what kind of degree you had to have. And I used it to examine all of my thinking and where my current thinking and my current beliefs were actually incorrect. It just showed me so many areas where my internal manager just needed to be retrained to work for my inner CEO and the vision I had for my business instead of working for my old arbitrary nine to five belief system that I had just picked up from everybody else's thinking. And another quick, funny example is about six months ago, my coach, who is a multiple seven figure entrepreneur, she released a video uh, where she explained her vision for the work she did with her clients, where she described money as being as abundant as ocean water and that money is as available to us to just scoop up as ocean water is for kids at the beach who have buckets and are building sandcastles. And I remember watching that video and feeling like I was watching an SNL skit. Like I could just see Amy Poehler delivering it. And that's how absurd it seemed to me. The idea that money was as easy and as abundant as scooping up water at the beach. And then in that moment, when I wanted to just roll my eyes, I realized it was just another moment where I could look at what my internal manager was telling me and where it was working for my old nine to five belief system that told me that money was finite and wealth like that is only available for some people, mostly white men. And of course, if I choose to continue believing that, then I don't bother getting up from the couch and creating my business. Me not listening to all the shit my internal manager has had to say while I'm retraining it has been a very profitable experience. I just had to realize that everything it's been telling me is not true and it's just based on someone else's thinking I picked up. It literally makes zero sense to allow your internal manager to speak to you in a way that does not 100% align with the vision your inner CEO creates. Like, Imagine if you worked at a company and your manager spent all of their time telling you and your team that the vision that the CEO had was delusional 
and that they sucked or whatever it was, right? Like whether they were laughing about it or they were being mean about it. Like imagine literally having a nine to five manager who seriously spoke like that. And that's how they managed your team. And that's how they tried to produce results. That manager would not be very effective and that manager would be fired. So here's the thing, though. So I work with so many clients and they're just like, I would like to fire my internal manager. You can't do that. All right. You can only commit to doing the mindset work of retraining them. And once you do that, you actually become the person that starts to create the vision board. And once you do that, you actually start to see the magic happen and you start to consistently repeatably and reliably create income that aligns with what that North Star is. And so this then like brings me back now that I've sort of covered the way that you want to be thinking in order to do this, I want to talk about how I planned my trip for Arizona. So I didn't have a budget I had to plan within. Like we found a really amazing Airbnb and I was able to look at it and say, okay, like that wasn't in our financial plan for the month but I can just create more money to make that work. That's an option, right? That's what entrepreneurs do. You just create the money that is needed that aligns with your desires and aligns with your vision, both for yourself and your family and the impact you wanna make in the world. Or we're about to put our youngest into a daycare for the year. And the school I found is a less than five minute walk from us and seems super amazing. But after I submitted an application and he was accepted into the school, I realized this school is actually very fancy and it's like six or seven thousand dollars more per year than most other preschools in our area. And I had this moment where I just like when I saw that, I just automatically started researching other preschools. And it was probably like 30 minutes in when I just realized what was driving my action in that moment was my brain running old employee brain patterns where my job was to scrimp and save and manage finite resources. But that's not who I am anymore. As an entrepreneur, it's my job to create as much money as I need to match the desire I have for both myself and my family and the value I wanna put into the world. So I looked at what my current business plan was for the year and I just made a decision to create another client this year to cover the preschool I really want to put my son into. Or thinking about the impact that you want to make in terms of what you want to create in the world. Like thinking about going into ads and my background when I worked in tech, I worked for a while in ad tech. So I know like it's so interesting when people start businesses and they think they immediately want to go into ads before they have their messaging nailed. You never want to do that. If you are not organically creating clients, you sure as hell will not be able to create clients with paid ads. But one of the things that I'm looking at in my business coming up is like, I am getting to the point where I really like, I have a strong desire. Like I, I know I am the coach to help people come out of their nine to five and start their first business. I know that for people who are not creating the amount of money that would like categorize themselves as struggling entrepreneurs, I know that it's a hundred percent employee thinking, right? And so because I have that deep knowing, I'm like, mm, gotta bring the message to the people. And so I am looking at how can I create, I've gotta be ready when I scale into ads to create tens of thousands of dollars that I'm going to create just to prepare myself to have a funnel 
that is consistently working. When you go into ads, you've got to be ready for that long haul and you've got to be willing to be so on fire for your mission and what you want to create in the world that you're going to go through that process. And so that's an example of something where it's like, yeah, I'm not expecting to go into ads and for them to convert right away and for the clouds to part and the angels to sing. I have a vision for the future that I want to create. And as I look at my million dollar business, I for sure am going to have like a consistently converting ad funnel. And so I'm starting to look at now, what do I want to create now to create that ad budget so that I'm willing to I don't want to say it's like putting money on fire, but as you're working on, when you go into as, you've got to be willing that that is going to be the process as you figure it out. Like, especially like if you think about when you are organically creating clients, you're using your time and you're figuring out what works and what doesn't and what you're going to do differently next time. When you go into ads, you're doing that process, but it does, you're using your money, right? As you're doing it. And so that's an example of when I look at the way I'm financially planning as an entrepreneur, like, yes, I am prepared for whatever that's going to look like over the coming years so that I am able to create that vision that I am committed to. And that's how financial planning works as an entrepreneur within an aligned internal management team. That is, it's not just vision boarding. It's literally creating it. So you focus on the top line and you commit to it. You commit to actually creating it in the business. And then you watch all the spots where your internal manager argues or tells you it's not possible or complains, tells you to take a break, and you use it as an opportunity to call yourself to the mat, to retrain them. And when I say call yourself to the mat, it's like I call myself to the mat when my internal manager wants to shame and judge me right? I don't shame the shame. I don't judge the judgment. But it's like, no, I'm like calling myself to live at a higher standard, calling myself to be at a higher standard in the same way when like my brain also tells me like, I think it's a good idea to sit and eat cookies on the couch, (laughs) right? So when your internal manager does not have that very fine balance of being supportive and being demanding, that's when you got to look at what needs to be retrained. All right, here's the deal, guys. Doing your own mindset work is like treading through mud with steel-toed boots. So if this is giving you some awareness of the gaps in your brain and you are ready to do the work and go all in on becoming an entrepreneur, the next step is getting on my wait list. You can head over to www.katherinemorsoncoaching.com and hit any of the dozen red buttons there to submit your application for consideration as spots come up. And as always, if you are loving this podcast, hit that subscribe button or take a moment to leave a review or share it with a friend. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you all next week.